Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Brent Reed, the host of Downray Sports Radio. Today's show, one man's going to take a stand. The NBA and WNBA should be ashamed of themselves and all hail the commanders. So if you're hearing my voice and you're listening right now, either on Dynasty Radio or Fleet Radio Network, hey, you know what time it is. It is showtime.
Yeah, here we go, here we go. Launching things off with the people's champion, the Brahma Bull. And like the rock, Downright Sports is the home for all sports fans out there. Welcome everybody to an all new Downright Sports Radio. Surprise, surprise, surprise. If you're a a routine listener, I did say last week I was going to take some time off. Well, that changed. (laughs) So, Downright Sports is back this week. Hello everybody, I'm your host, Brent Reed, the notorious sports critic. For all sports fans out there, if you never heard Downright Sports before, the most underground sports talk show on any platform for where this is a show spoken to the fans by a fan only the way fans should be spoken to uh, this week. The the sports world the last two weeks has been on fire, whether it's the Olympics starting, which I'm boycotting, whether it is uh, the NFL playoffs, uh, NHL All-Star game is getting ready to get going, Um, the baseball talks, college basketball is in full swing of things, Um, this is, you know, the road to March Madness is here. Uh, in fact, Duke in North Carolina face each other this week. Uh, let the trash talking begin against that rivalry. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, start talking more college soon. But if you haven't heard, <laughs> the NFL has flooded the news feed just, you know, the NFL is a funny, funny, funny animal. Just when you think, oh, well, the Super Bowl's not till next week. They got pretty much a week off. The Pro Bowl matters to no one. You know, the news cycle for the NFL is going to be boring. And then, oops, there it is. So, Tom Brady is going to, re- you know, he announces he's going to retire. We're going to talk about that later in the show. Uh, we're going to talk about the Washington football the team, formerly known as the Washington football team, new name. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> but the biggest news story to come out uh, this weekend was former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores uh, basically publicly coming out saying he has filed a uh, civil suit uh, against the NFL. And basically discrimination and, you know, not hiring or the, la- you know, the, the hiring process of minorities, primarily of black uh, coaches. This is a sensitive topic for so many. It ain't going to be a sensitive topic for me. So if you squeamish, you don't want to hear it. I suggest you change the station, change the dial, put, you know, whatever. But for those of you adults in the room, it's time for us to have that uncomfortable conversation. So I'm not going to, if you think you know how I'm going to play this one out, well, you're about to be surprised, all right? Um, For those of you, anybody participating on Facebook or, you know, we appreciate you watching. It is late, later than we normally come on. So thank you. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube or Instagram, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe (laughs) and become a routine watcher. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, it is a shorter version of the show. So if it seems choppy, it's because I do an hour show and I'm going to put the whole thing on YouTube. So anyway, let's get back to it. Brian Flores has been in the NFL since 2006. All right, let's get to the notes here. We're going to get to the notes. Hands is dry, man. We're going to get to the notes, all right? 
the NFL has been around for a extremely long time, longer than most of its current viewers have been alive, just quite frankly. The NFL is the engine that drives the bus in all of sports. It's called it like I see it. Uh, there was a study, and I was going to do a show on this, and I did it. But the NFL did a study. Uh, the NFL didn't do a study. A sports magazine did a study. The top 100 most watched sports events and games. Uh, 90 of them were NFL. If you can hear my hands, that's how ashy they are. <laughs> 90 of them were the NFL. Now the NFL drives the wagon. Because of so many different reasons. Sports betting plays a large part. Tradition plays a large part. Uh, tribalism plays a large part. My team, your team, play, you know, and that's it could be the factor for all sports. But if you want to, you know, you narrow it down, the NFL is the biggest, like, enigma. It's an enough, it's just like. The average person can't play it. So it's not like basketball. It's not like baseball where in bat baseball, a guy like 5'2 could play. In basketball, uh, you know, you can play basketball by yourself. You can play basketball with two people, one people. Basketball is, it, any guy can just shoot a game. Basketball is not like tennis. It's unique. It, you have to be athletic. You have to be uh, agile. You have to have grace. It's a lot. For whatever reason, people flock to it. I watch it. I watch it for different reasons, but people flock to it. Brian Flores has been in the league for a very long time, and he started as a scout. He basically worked his way up the channel from scout to coach as special teams, as an assistant, which I don't even know why the special teams has an assistant, <laughs> but he worked his way up the ladder and pretty much went to becoming a head coach with the Miami Marlins, where he was the Miami Dolphins, where he was a head coach for three years. And his first year, he uh, he has his record is twenty four and twenty five, just a little below five hundred. He went five and eleven. 10 and 6, 9 and 8. His last two seasons are winning seasons, where this year might have been his most impressive, where he went from 1 and 8 to finish at 9 and 8. Just went on an uh, 8 game winning streak, some 9 game winning streak. And, um, you know, just missed making the playoffs. He's been in the league long enough to kind of see how the NFL reacts or its treatment of the black individual, black person, however you want to say it. <laughs> 85, if not more, 85% of the NFL's workforce is black. We call it like you see it. It's top players, it's key players, wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, you name it. Defensive players, special teams players, they're primarily black. But when it comes to who gets to pick or coach or monitor, mentor these guys from a head coach. Now, there are plenty of black assistants. There are plenty of black assistant coaches. There are plenty of black assistants, specialists, whatever. But from an executive, from a GM to a head coach, it's no representation. Now, why is that the case? 
Well, there are a lot of factors in play. We all don't know the factors. We, we were not privy to that. Uh, there have been conversations where some guys are more qualified. Not quite sure how that's the case when you have cases like Joe Judge, who was the coach of the Giants, and I'm not quite sure he could coach a kid's Little League team. Um, but there, the, you know, what sparked this was Brian Flores being fired, you know, out, kind of out of the blue. And basically he got a text from his old head coach and Bill Belichick. It was like, yo, congrats. I heard you got the job with the Giants. And it was like, oops, that's not you. <laughs> Wrong, Brian. My bad. His, the teams, I think I still got the picture. I think I deleted it. But Giants, Bears, Minnesota, um, I'm missing a team. I'm missing a team. No, not Min- yeah, Giants, Bears, Minnesota, and one up, Denver. All hired new head coaches. Zero were black. Now, I'm going to go on the racket and I'm going to be clear here. You do not, I repeat, you don't, you shouldn't get hired just because you're black or white or whatever. Like, you should be hired because you're the most qualified. But, 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 after a while, your track record starts to speak for itself. So, if it's, um, <laughs> If it goes white guy, 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 black guy, black guy, white 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 guy, half. White guy, 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 half. After a while, you start to kind of put two and two together. Now, either let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say, for example, a lot of these owners is like, I'm gonna hire that guy because. You and me, we got so much in common. <laughs> you like to play golf. I like to play golf. You do something I like. I do something. You, <laughs> you wear uh, New Balance dad shoes. I wear New Balance dad shoes. I like. Hey, I think that guy's good too. But you know, you, we speak the same language. This is true. This is a fact that happens in America. People are going to hire people they feel more comfortable around, or they feel. Like they can relate to better. It's, I mean, it's just that's just human nature. Just call it like I see it. It's just human nature is what they're going to be more comfortable with. Is that a problem? Maybe <laughs> because are we missing opportunities? You miss it like for me as a as a black as a black person. Am I missing opportunities if I don't hire people that think differently or act differently or look differently from me? I'm just saying, if I if, if I were to hire people for downrange sports, and all of a sudden all the people I just started hiring were of were black. Now there's a lot of factors. If I'm hiring them just because they're black, that's wrong. If I'm hiring them based on their qualifications, well then that's one thing. Now, is it my job to throw out a wide net to find? That one qualified white candidate just so I can fill, fill a quota? That's tricky. <laughs> That's tricky. It really is. But let's say to this. Say the, the majority of my audience is white. And everybody I have hired is black. Or, you know, or, you know yeah. Everybody I'm hiring is black. How can I speak to that different audience? Now, granted, if all my audience is white, they like me for who I am. 
but how do I speak to that audience? How do I identify to that audience if I have nobody in the room that can speak to that? Brings me back to the NFL. So, the majority of the 53-man roster is going to be black. Sorry. Sorry to break that to you guys. It's either going to be black or more likely it's going to be black. From especially your skilled position players, cornerbacks, safeties, wide receivers. They're black. And we're telling them that you're good enough. Well, I'm not telling them. Let me back up. NFL owners are telling them you're good enough to play on my team. You're good enough for me to play. But I'll be damned. I'm going to find any one of you that can be hired that to lead my team. Now, there has been a collective of black coaches. Now, what black head coaches. Now, whether if they get a long leash, that depends on how much they win. But that's not always true. So you got guys like Tony Dungy, champion, over 130-something wins. Tony Dungy turned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers around. He's credited for that one championship that they won under John Gruden. He's credited for putting that team together. Goes to the Colts, spends a couple years. They win a championship. He retires. Boom. If Tony Dungy wanted to, two years after retirement, Tony Dungy could have got a team anywhere he wanted. He just chose to retire. Good for that man. Mike Tomlin, still with the Steelers. 15 years in running, championships, never had a losing season, 154 wins, 85 losses. The guy's a winner, but he's also playing for an organization who's the who created the rule where you have to interview at least one black candidate known as the Rooney Rule. So I think it'd be a little bit weird if they just had to know it's like, this brother who can't win just got a money penny. Money penny either agreed or didn't. My co-host scared herself. The heck? <laughs> Downright sports. You never know what you're going to hear on this show. Uh, Jim Caldwell. Now, Jim Caldwell's an interesting figure. Jim Caldwell um, worked under, he replaced Tony Dungy on the Colts, went to a Super Bowl and lost. 62 and 50. Not crazy record, but a pretty decent record. Um, while in Detroit, 11 and 5, 7 and 9, 9 and 7, 9 and 7. For Detroit, that ain't bad. He was fired. For, and the guy who replaced him, I think, only served two years there. That guy was white. Was that racist fire him? No, he just sucked. Okay? Uh, you had Herm Edwards with the Jets. He was, you know, he was 39 and 41 with the Jets. With the Chiefs, he was done. He was like 15 and 33. We're going to get to this in a second. This segment, I'm going to have to cancel my second segment. Or I'm going to combine the two. Um... Where was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Herm Edwards. Who I thought was okay. Then you got Hugh Jackson, which we're going to circle back, who threw his name into the conversation. And I'm a ba- I'm not going to bury him, but 11 and 44, Hugh. I think you may want to step away from that one because numbers do speak for themselves in some cases. But in Mr. Brian Flores' case... Who, in the case of the Miami Dolphins, in three seasons, I would give him a success. Now, it came. Now we're not going to go all in detail. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this. So, buckle up, kids, because it's time for me to tell you what I think. There's no secret how the NFL has reacted in these situations. More than likely, you probably will win your civil suit 
But the NFL has continued to do what it wants, how it wants, and when it wants. Players still get concussed. They got different kind of protocols. But the NFL basically is like, yeah, well, who cares? The NFL, uh, uh, Colin, Ka- it all comes back to Colin. Colin takes a knee for social injustice, not because the NFL sucks, not because uh, the military's evil, none of that stuff. He's just like, yo, black people shouldn't get gunned down by nobody. Let me be clear. Nobody should just get gunned down by the cops in the street like a dog. I'm going to take a knee to, you know, why Colin Lee taking his knee? I'm glad you asked. Here's why I'm taking this knee. Because a couple idiots didn't listen to anything he said and created their own crazy. Colin Kaepernick has never been seen in the NFL again. Ever. Period. Yet, the league has campaigns on their helmets on the field and elsewhere where they're like, no more racism. We're going to end racism. We, the NFL, are ending racism. Nobody else can. We can. Because we're the NFL. And we're the same league that charged the military to do flyovers. We're the same league that we, the reason why you don't see them doing uh, pink thing thing, pink theme things anymore is because it was kind of getting exposed that all that money they were raising for breast cancer wasn't going to where it was supposed to be going. So this over-patriotic league that charges the military to do flyovers is, you know, they just stand for everything. They they really going to stand for justice. Come on, stop. Other players have taken knees. Other players continue to play. Colin was a sacrificial lamb. We will not tolerate insubordination. We're just not going to tolerate. Jerry Jones, who had a black quarterback and cut him after he took him to the playoffs and was like the guys on drugs or some crazy stuff like that. Uh, Jerry Jones, who has yet to hire an African-American head coach, was like, yeah, none of my players are going to take a knee. They best not. Or we're going to cut you. Ooh, so here's where things get dicey. Mr. Flores has known this has been the culture in the world of the NFL. Is it right? It is not. Him taking the stand to change these things, that is, that, that's bold. I commend him. It's hard. Would I have done it? Probably not. I don't know if I could have taken that stand. I would have just, whatever. I would have taken my L and went on. But somebody has to make a stand. Somebody has to be the sacrificial lamb. In the 19, in 1969, Kurt Floyd of the St. Louis, formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals, took said stand. Kurt Floyd was traded to Philadelphia and where he didn't want to go and was like, yeah, I don't think it's fair. Like, we can't sign any kind of free agent contract. We don't get a. T- we don't get to. Cho- we just sign a deal with the team we own. We stay there until the team don't want us anymore. I ain't going for that. Takes a stand, and basically, basically was done. I think he got the play, but he was pretty much done. If it wasn't for Kurt Floyd, there is no free agency in sports. Maybe, but not as soon as it came. He changed everything. He created a market. He created supply and demand. Teams not have to bid. This is why guys get money that changes the landscape of their life because of Kurt Floyd. Maybe Brian Flores is the Kurt Floyd of the 21st century. But, black people, I'm going to put the mirror to you. And if you get pissed about it, you get pissed about it. In our country, here in America, the land of the free, home of the brave, and definitely of the crazy, 
There are currently one, two, three, four, five. Five that I've decided to write on here. Five black or African American, American billionaires with a B. A B. I'm not saying go start an all black league. I think that you shouldn't do anything all something. It creates the issues we have. Like, no. The all race league is just, no, you can't do that. But there are a couple new football leagues <laughs> that sprouted up. And I don't understand why guys like Jay-Z, who's a sports fan, Tyler Perry, and Robert Smith, put some money together, join the XFL. Create a league, give it out to some of these players. Give them a place to go because eventually, oops, eventually, like Deion Sanders is doing in college football, if you start to change things a little bit, if all your best talented players start going different places because of a cause, because of a reason, then now all of a sudden you do create change because now the workforce that the NFL has been relying on has another place to go, a second alternative. This, kids, is how the NFL and the AFL came to be and how one league was formed because the NFL did not want to keep losing talents like Joe Namath to the league that was secondary. To use wrestling terms in wrestling, there's a WWE and that is AEW. AEW is the alternative to the WWE. If you're tired of being told what to do, you can leave and come here and we'll give you the freedom. That is yet to be determined, but that's their argument. The first person that comes up with this idea will be the person that creates the change. Flores is the beginning. If I'm the rock in the XFL right now, I'm on the phone with this guy and I'm like, come here. Come here, come work here, let's start the change, let's have the first woman block, let's have the first this dot, let's, let's, let's. As you can tell, the, the NFL doesn't like to change, they don't like to explore. The NFL had, you can go in the end zone and do a cartwheel, but if I tackle you and I stand and beat my chest, that's considered taunting, that is the dumbass rule. But that's just what the league does. The league dictates and tells you what they want them to do. They're not going to change here. He'll probably win this case. They'll, they'll interview a few more people. But you're not going to tell 32 white, 32 very rich white dudes that are well into their 60s, some in their 70s, a couple probably near death. Hey, you need to change what you think right now. That ain't happening. I can promise you that one. That ain't going to happen. And the way definitely not, and, and you're going to now intimidate them into doing something, that ain't going to happen. There are three black general managers in football, zero black owners. You're asking for something that is almost going to be the impossible. Now, yes, Branch Ritchie is the one who signed Jackie Robinson in 1947. Branch Ritchie and the other Owners saw the value in the black player and was like, this, oh, you sign them all. That was the chain. It took one. Who's the guy in the end? Of, the Roonies are trying to be the one. The Roonies have tried. Teams have hired black guys, but sometimes are they hiring just to shut everybody up? Because in the case of Brian Flores, he was told if he loses, I'll give you 100 stacks for every game you lose so we can get, we purposely going to take. Apparently, Hugh Jackson was told that 44 times in his career. He should be a very rich man. But 
if this was true and this was the case, the time to speak up was before you got fired. If this is true, and which it probably is, but why not speak up then when they came to you with that offer? Why not go, hold on, hold on, this ain't cool. Also, fun fact, for the for now the coaches that are so up, you know, for everybody that's up in arms, who took the stand or who took the sacrifice when Colin took the sacrifice? Because it's very convenient. When all of a sudden it comes on you now. Now, I'm, I'm good. Brian, you do you. And I hope the best. But when Colin Kaepernick was drummed out the league, everybody should have stopped what they were doing right there and was like, yeah, we can't stand for this. And yes, you may have taken an L. But with true, set, with, with, with true change comes true sacrifice. I'm going to end it on that. So I wish Brian Flores the best. I hope for the change. I hope one. Listen, I'll give you a story here and I'll wrap this up. All right. I coached uh, basketball, baseball, and tennis, actually, at a school called Fuqua School in Farmville, Virginia. Fuqua was originally known as Prince Edward Academy. The school kind of has a uh, history and basically no black people. I didn't get any backlash. I didn't hear anything. The people who gave me the most crap were my own for working there. Um, at one point, the basketball staff had the bench was all black except for one guy, two guys, um, Coach Lou and uh, G- Coach, uh, Jimmy Frank. The head coach was black. Assistant coaches, scouting, everybody. At one point in time, there were five black guys on the te- on the court for Fuqua, and the guy that came off the bench was black. Nobody better than I. We the fans cheered, the the crowd cheered. Other other schools might have been uncomfortable, but where we were, we weren't. We got an opportunity, we took it, we did what we could with it. Every every obstacle is not always racial. But a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire. And in the case of Brian Flores, there is a lot of smoke. So you say what you, you, you take it how you want it, but something's got to kind of give. Now, it just has to. Something's got to give. Something's got to change, at least make it look good. You had nine openings, four of them got filled <laughs> real quick. White dudes, and it's like, oh yeah, we like it can't. Again, I don't want to tell people how you're supposed to hire. You not, you shouldn't just hire a guy just because he's black. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there are a lot more qualified guys in that coaching carousel. The offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs has been waiting for a job for two years. Maybe he don't want it, but I find it hard. You can't find an offer. You're going to go pull Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan. Like you got nothing. Nothing. Dion ain't got a phone call yet. Like, come on. Maybe he did. He just turned it down. So, I went on very long for this segment. Really, very long. A lot of editing. Downright Sports, everybody. Uh, you're listening right now. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, <laughs> Apple uh, Radio Public, Anchor. Uh, if you're listening on DynastyRadioNY.com, you're the more source for hip-hop and R&B. You're also listening on Trap Radar Radio or Fleet Radio Network. And guess what? 
We've got another station. I cannot wait to make that announcement. This has been 10 years in the making. So when we come back, the next segment is going to be quick. I'm going to go on another soapbox. And this is Downray Sports. Alright, we back. 
All right, uh, segment number two, segment one was really long, but I had a point to prove, and I don't know if I proved it. So <laughs> it's hard because you kind of want to like you don't want to alienate people, and you don't want to go too like Whoopi Goldberg. But there is some stuff that needs to be changed. But there's always two sides to every story, and like yeah, the NFL does need to change what it does. But I mean, they've been doing it forever. Like why? <laughs> So it's the point, like, why we expecting any different, you know what I mean? Like, why are we expecting any different? Which brings me to a very special league, the WNBA, who, um, I didn't even do my own damn notes. The WNBA um, released this very proud announcement the other day that uh, Brianna Stewart of the Seattle Storm received... The Supermax. I paused there so you can hear what the Supermax is. I used to have a guy that used to come rent cars from me. He used to say Superbond. I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. He was talking about the suburban. He used to say Superbond. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, Miss Brianna Stewart, who plays for the Storm, very good player, all star champion, yada, 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 got a Supermax deal for. Where is this deal? I thought I wrote it down. It's like a hundred grand. <laughs> like a hundred and fifty grand she got this deal. And everybody was like, oh my god. Like if, if where I currently work gave me that deal, it would be life changing. For Brianna Stewart though, you just added to her overhead. Because what the heck is that? So I did a little homework, if you will, and my my crackerjack team of Experts, me, Money Penny Chef, and Mayor, uh, all got online and started looking up the NBA's top deals. And boy, oh boy, let's have some fun, shall we? So the average, and now if you don't know this, side note: the M, the WNBA is basically like the cousin of the NBA. And you're like, bro, what the heck are you talking about? I'm glad you asked. So the NBA is the NBA. And they basically fund the WNBA. So, like, the NBA has a contract with uh, TNT and ESPN. But part of their contract with ESPN is also to carry WNBA games. So, they, you know, they sprinkle a little revenue on them and give them a little piece of the crumb. And, like, all right, we, we put you ladies on TV. You should. Oh, I need my cigar. Huh. I don't have one. Uh, I'll use this. This is this. We'll put you here letters on TV and we're giving you a little air time. And we'll, we'll make you put letters feel good and we'll pay you a little bit of money. Now, here's the funny part. Becky Hammond, who signed with the whoever, I think the Aces, she signed a contract with somebody. I'm not going there. But her contract is like awesome, like great. It's like a million, five million dollars or something like that, right? She currently makes more than like Nine players. Fun fact. So, if we compare the NBA. Now, I'm not saying. Now, a lot of the NBA salary is based on revenue, which is drawn in from fans, from attendance, from TV, from sponsorships. Shada, yada, yada. The WNBA has some sponsors. They wear them on their jerseys. (laughs) They've. They've shrunken the size of the arenas that they play in. They went from trying to play in, you know, Mass Square Garden with, you know, 14,000. They cut it down to about, they cut it more reasonably, trying to fit in a, a 
more reasonable amount, ten thousand, you know, stuff like that. Try to you know draw in it. They not. It's hard. They're not generating the same kind of money. But with the the amount of money that the NBA profits, the amount of money that the NBA has, they can find some wiggle room here. If you took a WNBA roster and combined it with an NBA roster, it's not even the same as a football roster. Football roster is 53 men roster. A baseball roster is 25 at most. A 40-man roster, 25 play. You take... The, what's the 11 on both 22 like come on there's ways in making the rep making it work here's what i mean average nba salary is 7.9 million let's round it up to eight million dollars average nba WNBA salary it's not priceless but it's about a hundred grand 200 about 200 grand again give it to me i'll shut up <laughs> Give me 200 grand for downright sports, I'll take it. But after about 10 years, if I start showing a little more interest and you got me on everything, I'm not going to want Stephen A money, but I'm going to want somewhere. I want to be a block or two away. WNBA players ain't even in the same county, they are states away. Take, um, Najee Marshall of the Los Angeles Lakers. No, the New Orleans Pelicans. Only one year in the league, and he's currently right now making a mil a million dollars. Uh, basically, uh, one million one hundred forty. He's making a million dollars. I'm not going all through that. He averages 16 minutes a game, 5.8 points a game, three rebounds a game. Not too bad for a guy playing like 16. He's been in the league for three years, for a year. You got Elena Belladon, MVP, champion, six-time All-Star, averages 20 points a game, six rebounds a game. Uh, Elena is making just under 900000 This is a six-time All-Star. If you were to take 30, 30 WNBA player salaries, 30 players in their salaries and combined it, it would be $200 million less than Taylor Horton Tucker. I'll wait for you to ask me who. He's currently playing on the Los Angeles Lakers. It's his first season. Say this once again. 30, 30 NBA players combined, if you combine their salaries, Makes two million dollars less than a role player on the Los Angeles Lakers. I'll wait. <laughs> Let me just end the segment on that one because that's enough for enough. I'm talking about the theme of the show today is change. Even in the third segment, when we talk about the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington football team, and if. The W, I like they are the WNBA already lost Maya Moore, who was like my favorite player. She was a beast. I thought she was a she's four time champion. I thought she was a beast. You, you got there has to be they, the statement Max Super Max. Come on, that's a joke. It's a super joke if you want to use that. It's it's to, to channel Stephen A. Smith, it's despicable. 
disrespectful. It's disgusting is what the heck it is. I'm not going to sit here and say WNBA players should be making $500 million because the revenue is not there. But I can promise you, you cook the books a little bit, you work here a little there, you work that a little this. They should have at least four players making a million, two million, three million, four million, five million. It got, you can't tell me it's not possible. You just can't. You just can't. They're on ESPN from May to September. They carried the playoffs, the All-Star game. They're on ABC for a couple games. There were more games this year than there was in any other year. They're on NBA Network, which is owned by the bloody NBA. And you gotta have some type of you gotta have TV revenue from there. Ding dong, bing bong. I'm just saying. Just saying. Eventually, the WNBA has survived a lot of years. A lot of ladies want to play in it. They want that opportunity to be called a professional athlete on an American stage. I get it. True, true change comes from true sacrifice. If ever, with, if ever this show becomes mainstream, I spent 10 years doing it. It takes time. But these players, somebody... And the crazy thing is they've lost key players. They've lost Candace Parker for years. Like, the, 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 the league needs to do something different. They have to make it where the, the, the players feel welcome. Uh, one is, I can't think of her name right now, but the player who plays for the Aces, uh, she's the set forward. I'm sure, I think she said something like she has to pay for her ticket for her flight. She has to upgrade her seat. I want to double check that. Don't quote me on that. But if they're paying for their own tickets for their flights, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, there are college athletes that make what they make. I'm going to leave it at that. There are college athletes before sponsorships that make what they make. There's a kid, I think, in high school right now got like a million dollar deal with some Gatorade or some crazy crap like that. You're not going to tell me this Horton character can... Outplay Elena Deladon. I know it's man versus food, but basketball is one of them sports where if you could who I know uh Deshira Jones back in high school that give a lot of that was giving a lot of dudes the business. You think I did it? You think I you think I'm lying? Just ask. Hey, we'll be back more downright sports. We're gonna wrap the show up and we're finally gonna talk about Greatest day ever. <laughs> I'll be right back. Dara Sports. At the foul line, a shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! The Bulls win! The Cleveland Cavaliers! So, all of you Africans, all of you Africans that know how to do it, that's working for other people. Y'all need to open your own business. Save your money. Quit paying motherfuckers for Jerry Girls. Quit paying motherfuckers for Primes. Save your money. Stop your own business. Wake up, jumped out my bed. I'm in a two-man cell with my homie little half dead. Murder was the case that they gave me. Dear God, I wonder, can you save me? 
I'm only 18, so I'm a young buck. It's a ride if I don't scrap, I'm getting stuck. But that's the life of a G, I guess. Essays way deep, shank two in the chest. Best run, cause brothers is dropping quicker. Uh, too late, damn. Down goes another nigga. Bouncing off the walls, throwing them dogs, getting that rep as a young hog. It ain't nothing like the street life. You better be strapped with your shank, cause ain't no fist fight. So I guess I got to handle mine. Since I did the crime, I got to do my time. Let's wrap the show up. I cut it off a little short because I wanted a little more time for the best news I have seen. Now, I am a Giants fan, have been since my mother told me we only root for New York teams. So, when you learn the history of sports, you learn early that Giants rivals are Eagles, Cowboys, and the, for, the team formerly known as the Redskins, formerly known as the Washington football team, now known. Coming to a league near you, the Commanders. The Commanders. They sound, the, the team sounds like a bad high school team. It sounds like a bad B-movie from the 80s. Coming this fall. One, one team against it all. When the Communist Party from Russia has to face someone. They face the Commanders. Starring. Dolph Lundgren as the all-American American. That's funny because Dolph Lundgren is not American, so it's kind of funny. I don't care what you say. It's funny. Any case, they're the commanders, and they made this grand big announcement, and I don't think one person likes this name, and Dan Snyder continues to show the world why he, and he alone, is the biggest a-hole in all of sports. Like, this dude... Was like, yeah, I'm never going to change that name. And then, like, cancer culture popped up. It was like, oh, we can't have that. And then they lost their trademark. And, like, anybody, and I'm dumb. I should have picked up that, that that stupid logo and pasted it everywhere and sold it. I just didn't take a palette. But now they're the commanders. So many better names. So many better names. DC is our nation's kids' capital. Only because Alexander Hamilton sold us down the river so he could have the banks. So, um, so many names. Here were some of their choices. All right, the Admirals, the Defenders. I actually like the Defenders. Um, the uh, Red Hawks, the Presidents. That's stupid. The Red Hogs. I like Swamp Things because they DC's nickname is the Swamp because of the politics and stuff. I like Swamp Things. It'd have been cool. It'd have been different. You know what I'm saying? Their colors is ugly, and a Swamp Thing is ugly. It works, right? The executives I like, I you know I know it's kind of weird, but like executive privilege, executive order, I think it'd have been cool. All right, it's bad. The senators, I think that's a name in hockey. I think it's a name. Yeah, yeah, I'm tripping. It's a name. So what? They're like five hundred. Like the the SEC has two teams with the same name. They're two uh bull. They're two bulldogs in the SEC. Georgia and uh, no Arkansas. And, uh, I'm sure it's something like that. Anyway, as I'm sparring in the madness here, this name is outrageous. This name is dumb. Like, there's so many better names. DC, the, the 
the Washington, the Commanders, if you will, and ESPN put that. It was like Ron Rivera, head coach of the Commanders. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what? There is so, like, that's Chocolate City. Do something on the, the, the history of DC. You know, you know, whatever. That team's going to win the Super Bowl. Y'all know that, right? Like, they got their new name. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They're, they're honest to God going to win the Super Bowl, and we're all going to have to say, here are your Super Bowl champions, the commanders. Like, <laughs> uh, somebody said, I think Tony Corner said on PTI today, like, they're going to end up becoming, like, the comrades because you got to shorten everything. You're going to be like, hello, comrade. Comrade, comrade. Like, oh, my God, like. Who you who when the draft comes this year and the first person is like drafting number blah, 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 the commanders if everybody don't collectively laugh then you know you're all suck. Any case, uh, I was going to give him more time. I'm gonna do a whole show on him like after the Super Bowl. But the goat, Tom Brady. I'm all right. I'm retiring the word goat officially today. I'm retiring that word. It's dumb. It's overused. Everybody's a goat. I'm the goat. You know what? Forget about it. I, I'm throwing it out there. The goat of podcasting. I'm like, ironically saying it. It's dumb. Everybody can't be the goat. It's not possible. <laughs> like, stop. And it's dumb. Who the hell wants to be a goat? Like, goat, you, realistically, goat used to mean the bad. Like, being a goat was, like, not good. Oh, uh, you're the goat? They eat everything. I guess you could use it in both ways. Either way. The greatest football player, not football player, excuse me, the greatest quarterback to step foot on the football field, Tom Brady. He's the ultimate winner. He, 10 trips to the Super Bowl, 7 championships, and countless MVPs. The man was 45 this year and threw 40 touchdowns with ease. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's the beast. He's the best. He did it. You know, if you're trying to poke holes in this game, I'm sure you can find them. But everything Tom Brady did from a playing standpoint was just like, like you just had to be at all. Yeah, now the guy and his teams are looming in controversy, but where there's success, there's controversy. I hate to say it, but Tom Brady, you know, whether it was, was it a fumble, you know, the forward pass, or was it the flake gate, or was it um, whether it was the, the, the camera one where they recorded you make up whatever you want. They went to the Super Bowl ten times. I, I find it hard to believe if they cheated all those times. Why? Like, why would they cheat to get there, but not cheat when they got there? Like, I just don't get it. In the game where like he deflated the ball, like he deflated the ball, like that made him that much better. They added more pressure in the ball after they claimed he deflated and he threw more. Like, stop. All right. <laughs> Like, you don't look for excuse. Like, the guy is a beast. Now, he's not, you know, he he, he wasn't demonary. He wasn't dashing. And, you know, he wasn't Joe Montana. But Joe Montana was boring. You know, I don't know. But the, the, the list of quarterbacks uh, or players, the list of the greatest players, it's a different conversation. Greatest players is a different conversation. Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, it starts there. Uh, I even throw Lawrence Taylor in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, but greatest quarterback, you gotta put Tom Brady there. I'm not giving him the greatest NFL player of all time. That's tough. That's a tough one. 
Because the NFL, unlike the NBA, yeah, one guy can control it, but you you need people. And Tom Brady didn't have like the, the all stars or the all stars, but he had enough to get him there. He had he had less than some and more than others, and he had the benefit. But I think what we need to remember is we can't talk Tom without talking Bill. They're tied together. Now he did win without Bill. He did, which puts him ahead of Bill Belichick because Jordan never won without Phil. Phil won without Jordan. So the, the conversation is different for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Jordan never won without Pippen. Pippen never won without Jordan. I mean, it's, I mean, it's hand in hand. Kobe won without Shaq. Shaq won without Kobe. It, it you know, it's you can find you can you can you can make an argument for anything. But in the case of Tom Brady, there's one clear argument: best quarterback ever, not best football player ever, best quarterback ever. Now he holds a bunch of records, but now I can throw an asterisk on anything. I, I'm the I get I argue myself. I love it. I don't need a co-host. I just argue against myself. I can make an argument that when Tom Brady started making his runs, the league changed. Couldn't hit the court. In fact, the year he got taken out in 2010, if I'm not mistaken, the knee. Oh my knee! They changed the rules. If you ran to the quarterback and you sneeze, had an eye boogie, uh, uh, cough, said asalam, you know. Mm. Said um, Asaluego, said Ariva Dirty, 15 yard penalty, first down. <clears throat> you weren't allowed to make contact. So he started playing in the game where you just couldn't, you know, Lawrence, T- if Tom Brady played in Lawrence Taylor's ever, Tom Brady don't win that much. Because Lawrence Taylor would have knocked dog crap out of him and called it a day. He, <laughs> he retired Joe Theismann really early, you know what I'm saying? But. Respect, respect. You give respect where respect is due. Tom Brady's a man. He's the beast. He's, you know, he's the, he's the. He, he. I don't know if he's icon level, but he's definitely once of a generation. He's the. He's the best quarterback of his generation. You know, he he. Peyton Manning was an argument, and he passed Peyton because he started winning more. Peyton has two with four trips, I think. Yeah, because Peyton won with Tony, lost with lost to the Saints. Lost to the Seahawks and then beat the Panthers. Yes, they beat the Panthers, if I'm not mistaken. Because the Seahawks beat them, but then they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm not even going to second-guess myself on that one. I'm right. So, in any case, that's how that goes. Tom Brady, the man. We're gonna, I'm going to do a show devoted to Tom Brady end of the month. I'm throwing it out there. Like, get, get ready for it. Yeah, it's going to happen. Next week. You need to understand what's about to happen, and what's about to happen is the NFL show extravaganza of a lifetime, the once and only downright sports Super Bowl show live here in Lynchburg, Virginia, not in L.A. because I can't fly out there some poor, but we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to preview the whole, how am I snapping so much? We're going to do it. Uh, we're going to talk about wall to wall. I don't know if I'm going to do guests. I may do one guess. I'm guessed out. I did two last year and I'm done. I don't want to do another one. Maybe. But I ain't really in the mood to talk to nobody. I'd rather just talk to you guys and this microphone and I don't want to be interrupted. So, we're going to do a show. We're going to talk uh, Bengals, LA. We're going to talk the, uh, the halftime show. <clears throat> we're going to talk it all. We're going to talk about betting. That's huge. We're going to talk about betting. We're going to put some money and we're going to bet, and we're going to see what you win. And if you win any money on, off of what I pick, give me a call, all right? 
I appreciate you guys listening. Download the podcast on all major platforms. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Anchor, Spotify. Guys, I'm everywhere. Uh, Listen to the show, Dynasty Radio, 8 o'clock. Thursdays at 8 o'clock, DynastyRadioNY.com for all new episodes. Tuesdays at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com for the recap or the repeat. Repeat. Listen on Saturdays at 3 uh, 3 a.m. with Trap Radar Radio at FleetRadioNetwork.com. Tune in. And big announcement coming soon. I don't know when, but two big announcements related to this show and more to come. So stay tuned for that. Uh, uh, you know, subscribe and all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you guys later. As always, be safe, be kind, respect one another. Listen, lots happening. Start understanding other people. It's easy that way. I try. Everybody should try. Just try it. I ain't saying just try it. All right. It, calm down with all the anger. Everybody's angry. I don't know why everybody's angry. Everybody got more money than everybody's angry. I don't get it. Like it's weird. All right. As the Beatles said, come together. All right. Um. Good night. Talk to you guys later. As always, deuces. If you're just to throw a quick racist term at somebody, a man who has seen the things I've seen, experienced the loss and pain that I've experienced, I transcend race, hombre. Yeah, it's for the people. This is Street Radio for Unsung Hero. Riding in the Rigo, trying to stay legal. My daughter found Nemo, I found a new primo. Yeah, you know how we do. We do it for the people and the struggle of the brothers and the folks. The lovers of the dope. Experiment to discover hope. Scuffle for notes. The rougher I wrote, times was harder. Went from rock and started to the voice of a martyr. Why white folk focus on dogs and yoga? But people on the low end trying to ball and get over. Lyrics are like liquor for the fallen soldier. From the bounce to the house. It's all our culture. Every day we hustling, trying to get them customers. Law we ain't trusting them. Thick bras we lusting them. Sick and tired of punching it. I look on the bus at them. When I see them struggling, I think I'm touching them. The Unsung hero, riding in the Rigo, trying to stay legal. My daughter found Nemo, I found a new primo. Yeah, you know how we do, we do it for the people. The people said that I was sharp on TV at the Grammys. Though they tried to India, I read me. Got backstage and I bumped into Stevie. He said, No matter what, the people gon' see me. Can't leave rap alone, the streets need me. Hunger in their eyes is what seemed to feed me. Inside peace mixed with beef seemed to breed me. Nobody believed till I believed me. Doing business with my guys, business realized, music affected lives, a gift from the skies to be recognized. I'm keeping my eyes on the people, that's the prize. Uh-uh.
unsung hero Riding in the Rego, trying to stay legal My daughter found Nemo, I found the new primo Yeah, you know how we do, we do it for the people From Inglewood to a single hood in Botswana I see the iron weed, my nigga, yours is my drama Standing in front of the judge with no honor My raps ignite the people like Obama The karma of the streets is needs and takes Sometimes we find peace in beats and breaks With the bang in the back so the seats can shake Rebel Cadillac music for the people's sake The people 